Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Facebook's Advantage Plus ads tools. Yeah, Disney Plus, now you have Advantage Plus. Also, if you are a B2B business, new targeting options that will hopefully be stronger than what we've gotten to use in the past. And lots more all about Facebook ads. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I'm joined by Allie Bloyd. Allie is host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. Welcome to the show, Allie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Always happy to be here. Yeah, so Meta is really leaning into this Advantage Plus, and it seems to be kind of in response to the changes with everything over the last year with the iOS changes on Apple devices and things like that. So talk to us about some of these new tools that they are giving advertisers with Advantage Plus. Yeah, so ultimately, it does seem like they're trying to push automation as much as possible mainly to try and reduce decision-making, I think, on the part of the business owners who are using the platforms. There's obviously a lot that goes into it. And so we've had some automation in the past, but they're really expanding upon that. And they also seem to be improving on it as well, or at least they say they're improving upon it. So we've already had the advantage placements, which I do use that very frequently. I far prefer it over manual placements. There are some of the automations or the advantage options that I will probably test, but I don't necessarily know if I'll use, such as advantage audiences or advantage creative. So I have been kind of split in a lot of ways on what I choose to use from Facebook in terms of their more dynamic options. Again, some of them are good. Sometimes I do feel like it actually 
takes away a little bit of the power and control that the advertiser has in terms of you know, testing and making those decisions based on data, as opposed to putting it entirely in Facebook's hands and hoping that their AI is making the right decisions. I've seen times where yes, it, it does perform better and other times it doesn't. And the sad part about it is that if you strictly use their advantage, you may think it's working better, but you actually just don't have anything to compare it to. So I still encourage that you test out all of their advantage options as you're creating new campaigns, but I would not say that they should consistently perform better because we all know Facebook's not perfect and their AI has plenty of glitches and bugs that will happen. And so I like to be able to have a little bit more control. And so those are the two big ones that are coming out, the creative and the audiences, but they're also going to have Advantage Plus shopping campaigns, which is just going to make it easier for e-commerce brands to run those campaigns because they can be a little bit more complex, especially for the small business. Do you think that this is, as you mentioned earlier, just in response to a lot of people maybe being a little overwhelmed or seeing a decrease in their ad results, not knowing what to do. And so they're pulling back from advertising. And so their goal is going to be to constantly try and make this as simple as possible. But at the end of the day, I think that ultimately advertising doesn't have to be rocket science, but there are definitely things that you really want to think through when you're setting up your campaign. So I think it needs to be this happy medium of automation, but also personal involvement in those campaigns to make sure you are the one ultimately deciding who sees your ads, where they see it, and which tests and variations you want to run and how you want to run those. It's interesting to hear you say that you've used the AI placements tool because I've kind of been curious and I would love to know from somebody who uses in Facebook ads and insults on them as much as you do, how far do you think the AI has come over the last couple of years? Because I remember the first time I was working in an agency and they said, hey, we'll find the perfect audience for you. And I was like, sure, we'll experiment. You know, we have to experiment, right? Let's try that. Yeah. And it was a post for a client and they wanted to do this post about positive body image for women. And boy, they found people that liked the post, but it was not women. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, well, that didn't work. You said they say it's getting better. Do you feel like it's actually come a long way in the last couple of years? You know, I think yes and no. There were some pretty big improvements. And then iOS 14, some of the lawsuits that came into play, you know, the Cambridge analytic data issue that we had several years ago, all of those really, at least what we're told, you know, removed some of these targeting options or the data that Facebook was ultimately allowed to see. So one reason they were getting pretty advanced with it was on the behavioral side. You know, they were tracking every place you were going. So the intent was high. Like if I was looking for a new home, they knew it because I was looking for houses online. I was looking at Zillow. I was, you know, looking at mortgage companies and the behavioral side was getting pretty advanced. Now it kind of depends because there are certain companies that yes, your targeting options might be a little bit more spot on. If people typically would engage on an interest level on those platforms with things that would identify that you're in their target market. So for example, if I'm, you know, a female who does a lot of online shopping and I'm really into fashion, you know, that's pretty easy for Facebook and Instagram to know because I'm following fashion accounts. I'm liking fashion posts. Right. 
you're really engaging on those platforms. So I think the higher the level of on-platform engagement is for certain types of audiences, the better it can be. I still far prefer lookalike audiences to really any interest-based audience because at least I know where that data came from originally. And I can just have a much greater likelihood that these are in fact the people that I'm looking for. It's really people who are just getting started or maybe they have not put a big emphasis on either building a warm audience or growing their own email list or customer list that they may not have those assets to be able to dive right in with some successful lookalike audiences. Yeah. So this is where I still prefer on-platform lookalikes to some of the interest base. So doing really specific video campaigns that would show you, hey, if somebody's watching this video, they're definitely the type of person who I'd be targeting. And then you can make lookalikes based off of those things. So yeah. audiences are constantly evolving. I mean, it's something I think we're going to talk a little bit more about while we're here today, some of the changes with the audiences. And I have just always found much more consistent success by using my own data yeah. as the basis of those audiences. However, still great to you know keep testing what's out there because we don't really know how much data they still have on the back end of people. We know that we're not allowed to see all of it, <laughs> but they may still be pretty in-depth in terms of what they're tracking. We have to test manually and see what happens on an individual basis. Well, and they definitely know more about each individual person than we do. And that's where the, the brilliance of the algorithm comes in. So they also announced that all the Facebook page products are being put under the Advantage ad suite. So what does that mean for marketers in terms of how everything's going to be organized? They're really just consolidating a lot of the tools. I don't think this is going to be anything crazy. It's basically when you see the Advantage Plus options, it essentially means that you know this is a more automated way to run your campaigns or create or distribute your content. So again, I think that the consolidation is probably a good thing. I mean, they had so many different platforms. You had Creator Studio and Business Suite and Business Manager and then the ad accounts. And, you know, it was very overwhelming for a lot of people. So I think reducing that is a good idea. But at some point, I feel it'd be an even better idea to maybe make a change and stick with it so people can actually <laughs> learn that and not have to relearn something six months down the road. But yeah, they're just consolidating more tools into one place. And that's really in the business suite, which is what everybody either has or will have very, very soon. They're still doing a rollout. It's been like over a year that they've been rolling that out. Yeah. And so just more and more of those advantage automation placements and features are going to be inside of that. Yeah, they do not move quickly on things at Meta. And sometimes it's nice to have the time to adjust. But for me personally, I'm like, just do it. Let me figure out the new way and we'll go from there. So exactly. Yeah. If you are looking for top-notch marketing strategies and tactics that have been created and tested by marketing pros, some of which we talk about here on the show, I do want to let you know the Social Media Marketing Society is a one-stop shop to remove the guesswork in your social media marketing. And the doors to our premium membership have opened, but only for a limited time. And if you want to get more information about that, definitely jump into socialmediasociety.info, socialmediasociety.info. Dot info. So the, another thing that Facebook and Meta have started talking about is helping more with B2B. And it was interesting to see this because LinkedIn just announced that their revenue was up like 23% or something, I think quarter over quarter to last year. So they're definitely seeing dollar signs here. But what are some of these new B2B targeting options that Facebook is offering us? 
Yeah. So part of me is excited about it because I obviously am a B2B company myself. I also work with a lot of B2B companies. It is yet to be seen how impactful these changes will be. So IT decision makers, that is one option that you're now going to be able to focus on. You're also going to be able to find new active businesses. So people who have essentially, at least according to the data, have recently started a business that could be within the last six 12 or 24 months. You're also going to be able to target decision makers for things like marketing, HR, operations, and those are going to be based on job titles and interest. So what I've always found with Facebook and Instagram, obviously you don't have a job titles area in Instagram, but your Facebook job title is not really one that people are quick to update. Yeah, It's often not a great reflection of what people are actually doing. That's always been the biggest challenge with using the job title audiences. The interest, I would be more curious to see how that works. So that's only one of the four changes and options that they're rolling out. So one is title and interest-based. I do think that could be a potential option. I mean, I, as a business owner, am looking at a lot of business-related things on social media, and I obviously am purchasing things and it would be clear based on my personal activity that I'm a business owner and I am a decision maker. So I think that that is probably the most promising thing that I see for these different B2B targeting options. Ultimately, kind of going back to what we just talked about, I still like to use custom list, even if you're just scraping list of different types of business owners online. That is always one of the most effective ways to target B2B because obviously the people are still there. It's just historically been a lot harder for the regular advertiser to find them on Facebook and Instagram. So I do think this is a step in the right direction. I'd like to see a little bit more in that direction because honestly, we have not really had any advancements in the B2B targeting aspects. This is like the first one I've seen in years. So I do think that they're alienating a lot of people who are advertising by not making this a bigger priority. But ultimately, it's still really easy to do very well with B2B on Facebook and Instagram. Hopefully, this will continue to make that easier. I am intrigued by the new business idea because there was a time where targeting Facebook business page admins was a way to reach business owners. And Mm -hmm. now it seems like almost everybody is an admin on something, whether it's a church page or their community page or whatever. So the new one is interesting, but of course, the brand new business owner isn't necessarily the one that makes the ideal client either. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. Yes. And then they made an announcement about these special ad categories. And if this doesn't affect somebody, you know, if you're listening right now and this doesn't affect you, this is the thing that essentially to go with fair housing laws and things like that here in the United States. And so credit businesses and home sales, I've worked with a ton of real estate agents and stuff like that. And this was a major change to the industry. And now they seem to finally be looking to update and make these special ad categories a little more effective. Tell us about kind of what they're doing there. Yeah, so I'm skeptical, I will say, but (laughs) it does seem to be, again, what they are calling an improvement. So the special ad category came out in about 2019. I thought it was silly then. I think it's silly now, personally, but it has made it a lot more challenging for people in real estate, mortgage, credit, things like that, to simply find people who are ideal buyers. And I think it's 
the discrimination aspect, I don't really think has ever been a big factor there. I think it's like any other form of advertising. You know, you're trying to find people who are financially qualified for what you're selling. You know, if you're selling a million dollar home, obviously that's not going to be for everybody and you don't want to waste your money showing that to everyone, but it hasn't really worked like that in the last couple of years. 15 mile radius is the smallest radius. You can't target age, gender, anything like that. So what they're saying is that they came to a settlement with HUD, which was originally the lawsuit that brought the special ad category into existence for the most part. And they are going to be sunsetting the special ad audiences. So special ad category is not necessarily going anywhere. The special ad audiences, you can no longer create them as of August 25th. And then I think you have until October 12th to be able to change any campaigns that are currently using those special ad audiences. So special ad audiences were supposed to be a way for you to expand your targeting based on maybe it's your own page engagement or website traffic or things like that. So they're not really very clear on what this is going to look like moving forward, which is what I don't like about it. If you're going to remove this option and it affects a lot of people, you need to tell us what are you replacing it with? So they are saying that it is more AI focused and that it's going to change the way that they are delivering personalized ads to these different industries. What that actually means, though, we're not really sure. They are saying that they're somehow going to be distributing ads based on the racial and ethnic and financial makeup of the area in which you're trying to serve this community. Again, what that really means, it's hard to know. And it does appear that they're actually attempting to look into people's race and ethnic background and all those things to compile these audiences, which I found a little bit odd. It's not really something that we are clear on how this is actually going to be implemented. Maybe there will be absolutely nothing for the advertiser to do, that you're just going to essentially have very, very few advertising audience options. And you're relying on them to deliver your ads to who they see fit. But as of now, all we know is that it's being removed. They're saying it will be an improved option. We're hoping that it will be. And all you can do in the meantime is just look at any campaigns that you have going that would be using those special ad audiences. And you've got to remove those audiences. Otherwise, they're going to pause them automatically and they will not run. So you've got to make those adjustments in the next month or so. So from what I'm hearing you say, then we just don't have enough information yet. But this is not one of those things where you get grandfathered in, like has happened with some things in the past with Facebook ads. They are taking it away. October 12th, you said was they would just basically pause the ad sets. Yeah. So you better hop on it now. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great to know. Allie, where can we find more about you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, AllieBloydMedia.com. And that's A-L-L-I-E-B-L-O-Y-D. I'm also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the Marketing Inc. podcast. I would love for you guys to listen to me there for all things small business, local business marketing. Awesome. Thank you. And just a reminder, you can join the Social Media Marketing Society right now at socialmediasociety.info and start making social media marketing easier for you and your clients today. 
and really appreciate you being on the show today. If you're looking to add another podcast to your listening lineup, Allie just mentioned hers. We've also got two for you to check out the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Crypto Business Podcast available on your favorite podcasting platforms. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decision. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.